All right, everybody, welcome back to episode seven of the Pistons Territory podcast. We've, I think this is four or five weeks in a row now. We've been going strong. Got some familiar faces, the whole crew here uh, to react to the draft. So we are a little late to to reacting to the draft, but we're, we're saving the best for last. Um, giving our thoughts on what went down last Thursday as the Detroit Pistons make picks at five and then eventually trading for pick 25. So Lasar Thompson and Marcus Sasser are now Detroit Pistons. We also got some free agency rumors to talk about. Um, yeah, you know what? I'll start with Mateo. Mateo, you've been uh, a longtime personality here on the show. What are you thinking? We'll start with Asar Thompson. What were your overall thoughts on Asar Thompson getting drafted by the Detroit Pistons? Um, I'll say first things first, It's it was super nice to see him go back-to-back with his brother, top five. That was a really dope moment. That was super cool and good for the both of them um, and obviously really good for Overtime Elite League. But in terms of Asar, I, I mean, and congratulations on your prediction being correct, by the way. That was a good prediction. Um, and, and I think he fits the team perfectly and I'm starting to see how, how it's going to, how it's going to mold. And, and I'm really excited to see what he can do. I've learned more about him in the last like couple of days than I knew, really knew about him for a while, because for a while he wasn't even really on my radar, um, until kind of closer to the draft. So I'm just, I'm just really happy with it. Honestly, I really like his archetype. I really like his potential fit with us. And, and overall it was, it was just, you know, I'm satisfied with the pick that we made. Um, I had no real idea who we were going to go with at five. It could have gone a lot of directions, but Asar seemed like the right pick there. Yeah. Parker, what about you? Okay. So Asar, I'm going to be honest. I did not. I thought we were going to go. I was a really big fan of Jairus Walker, and uh, I'm glad he's with the Pacers. I I think that was my second best fit for him. But total surprise. I honestly thought uh, Asar was going to fall a couple spots. I was like, oh, crap, this dude's about to be sitting here for a minute while he watches his brother uh, go enjoy his time with the Rockets. But, no, I'm glad. I think after doing some little bit of research on him, I'm pretty excited how uh, def- defensively sound he is. Um, he's – I mean, he's one of the players – he's – he fulfills a role that we needed on the Pistons. So I think that was, is a huge bonus in getting him at five. And I'm just excited. I'm, I didn't really watch a lot of overtime elite. I think this is also a good thing. Like Mateo said for overtime elite that it's just going to be, I think overtime elite eventually will be a a really close uh, rival to G league in probably like the next three years. So this is huge for them. Yeah, and we got the trivia champion RJ. What do you what do you thinking? Saving the best for last. Oh, uh, Parker Parker Loki had a great transition for me because he talked about the overtime elite and like it being like this draft being big for them. But um, I'll start with my concern for Asar. Well, for both the twins, but specifically Asar since he's a Piston. Uh, it's just with overtime elite being new, I don't know how I feel about it yet. Like we haven't really seen anybody come out of it, so. Like Parker said, this is pretty big for them because this could either make or break like the future of overtime elite as far as uh, prospects coming out of their league. Like it does concern me, though. I mean, these twins were playing 16 through 20 year olds like they were playing high schoolers pretty much. So uh, (laughs) that concerns me. And then 
just the fact it's not a traditional route. So like they didn't do the college thing overseas or even G League. Like they did something that's never been done really. So with that being said, that had me concerned. Excuse me, but uh, I mean, based off the highlights I've seen and whatnot, I mean, the SAR could be special. I pretty much figured we were getting one of the twins. So when the men went to Houston, I was like, okay, we're going to SAR. I did have a, a slight feeling we we're going to get Cam Whitmore for a minute, but I'm kind of glad we didn't now considering he fell that low. Something must have been wrong there, so. Yeah, that I'm going to say it worries me, but with Cam Whitmore being so young – I wonder if some teams are going to regret that. And it's the fact that he went to Houston too, like, yeah. I just think he's so young and he has potential. I think it, it could work out for him in the long run. But I was watching Troy Weaver speak on Asar Thompson, and I think he compared him to Andre Iguodala. Um, do you guys kind of have, like, a ceiling in mind for him in terms of, like, a player, um, in terms of, like, what kind of stats do you think he could put up? Like, what do you think, like, realistically his ceiling is? Is it all NBA? Is it all-star? Is it a 20-point-per-game score? Like, what do you think, at, 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 like, in his prime, what could Asar Thompson be for the Pistons? Uh, Mateo, I'll go back to you. That's a good question. I think at the end of the day, what we do know is that the athleticism is there and that that can absolutely lead to buckets. Um, so I think that one thing that won't be an issue for either of the twins is going to be scoring. I think they will figure it out in the league uh, when it comes to scoring, especially with their athleticism. The, the question is then how does that fit in with the rest of their game? And obviously a man is known as more of a passer, but Asar actually was also a pretty good passer last year too. And so I think he can develop his passing skills too, and actually average, you know, a decent amount of assists as well on top of, probably a decent amount of rebounds. So if you're asking for, you know, peak stats, we have really no no idea yet, obviously. But if we're, you know, being hopeful, I want to see probably like 20 a game out of him. I think he can do that with his scoring ability. And, and more than anything, I want to see hopefully long-term all-NBA defense. I want to see wing defense that is harassment, damn near harassment. You know, I need that kind of energy from one of our defenders who's going to who's going to really step up and help push this team over the hump. So, that's what I want out of him. Yeah, and then I just quick second part. What do you think he could realistically do for us next season? Like do you really think he's going to get that many minutes? He's probably coming off the bench like what's his role for the Pistons next season? I think it's going to depend on what we do with Boyan obviously, uh cuz right now there's a huge chunk of minutes that have to go to Boyan and the rest of our front court um, I think we try to find a way to avoid having to give Boyan all of these minutes and try to get um, Asar as many minutes as possible this year. But I've seen that there's also other rumors about us getting other forwards. So that being said, I think he's not going to be thrown right into the fire. He's not going to start right away, I don't think. But I do think he will get good rotation minutes. He will, he will I think, probably be our three off the bench, maybe – Maybe two. We could play him at the two. I mean, who knows what we do with Alec Burks? I've heard his name in in packages. Um, so the bench is kind of you know kind of up in the air right now, and I think he will no matter what get a lot of those minutes, which is good because I think we all just kind of want to see him play no matter what, as long as he's getting minutes. Yeah, Parker. Same two questions to you. Yeah, I mean, Mateo kind of stole some of the points I wanted to make. I mean, it all really what we do with Asar this season really depends on what the uh 
the load of how many forwards we have right now. Um, I think we're going to eventually move off Bojan Bogdanovich. And, I mean, we're going to get – I feel like we have a really strong chance of getting either, one of the top forwards in this free free agent class, that being Cam Johnson – or, yeah, Cam Johnson. I almost like Cam Thomas. Uh, Cam Johnson, Jeremy Grant, I think any of those guys – I mean, even, even Kyle Kuzma. I mean, one of these guys that can come in, uh, it really depends on what we do there. But I think Asar's ceiling is easily first team all defense. I think I think that's a ceiling. Um, does that mean he's going to make an all star? I'm not saying he's going to consistent all star starters. I think he could for sure make a reserve team. Um, but I think all all first or excuse me first team all defense in the end in with how our team is starting to uh, build together. As we, we hear Troy Weaver saying, uh, we want to try and go back to that traditional rough and tough type basketball. And that's what the Pistons identity has been its entire lifespan. So I think Troy Weaver's seeing a lot of things from past and drafting perfectly, in my opinion, so far. Besides, we won't talk about Killian, but uh, I think I think Killian's going to have a great season this year. I think that's also another thing. Okay. RJ, what about you? Uh, as far as my expectations go, I don't want to set them too high just because I don't want to get my hopes let down. But I mean, like y'all said, if he could be like our best perimeter defender, that's a success. I mean, I think Teo said it earlier, that athleticism is there. You know, I think his ceiling is definitely a starter in this league. I mean, we, we pretty much have our franchise backcourt for the next few years. We got our starting center for the next few years. Um, if Asar could come in, kind of be like our Tayshawn or something like that, I'm all for it. I'm not opposed whatsoever because I feel like Tayshawn, one of those players who did the dirty work and just didn't get his flowers uh, properly. So if we can get something like that out of Asar, I'm all for it. Yeah, I was thinking like maybe like 18 to 20 points a game. I don't know. His three, it's going to be really interesting development just watching his three-point shooting. I think that's going to be a big talking point. Um, oh, Parker, did you have something? Yeah, so I forgot. I wanted to bring this up while I was talking. But coming during, like, pro days and the combine, a lot of executives around the league were saying that Sar Thompson's one of the best athletes they have seen in a very long time. I think that says a lot about this kid. I mean, he not just won – I mean, we – over, we can put an asterisk on how big this is, but he won finals MVP and league MVP for overtime elite. I mean, that's, I mean, I don't think that's something that just is super easy, but I don't know how that kind of levels out with like the G League or because we don't know how that competition's really like. But yeah, if we, if we're getting this kid that is apparently the best athlete that league executives have seen in a long time, I think that's really promising in the direction Troy Weaver is taking this team. Yeah, I saw something about, like, how him and his brother would always stay after in the gym and, like, putting up shots and getting up work. And that, to me, says a lot because you obviously want someone who wants to work, who wants to be here. Even, like, the buffs. He had, like, the buffs on, like, Cade. Like, to me, that's a really good sign, too, of him fitting into this culture and wanting to be here. Um, But, yeah, like, I was hoping, like, 18 to 20 points – Maybe he could get to league average from shooting. But, like, Andre Iguodala, like, if that's his ceiling, 
that would be perfect for this team. I think every team would love a prime Andre Iguodala. Um, so, yeah, Troy Weaver kind of planning that, at least into my head, I think. I mean, that's pretty lofty expectations, but he is a top five pick, and he does have a ton of potential. Um, but, yeah, if we want to move on to the other move that Detroit Pistons made, we all kind of expected them to make another move, and they did getting a guard off the bench. Now, I'm not too familiar with Marcus Sasser. I know he was – He's a guard. He can play a little defense. He can shoot. What came to mind for me was like Vinny Johnson. Like that's kind of like I'm just hoping he could be a guy that can come off the bench, knock down some threes, play some defense. Like I even like Langston Galloway. I know Langston Galloway wasn't the greatest for the Pistons. Maybe I mean he did have a couple good stretches, but that was kind of my thought for Marcus Sasser. But Mateo, we'll just go around again with you. What did you kind of think when they took when they I think they acquired him in a trade at 25 with the Boston Celtics. Uh, what do you think his future could look like in Detroit? I'm not going to speak on him too much because, to be completely honest, I don't really know much about him. Um, but from what I do know and from the videos I have seen, um, I like the kind of player he is. Um, he's a defensive-minded player, and he also was an inf- or, uh, a big a big piece of that uh, Houston team, right? Um, and so I really think that you know this he fits along with the pieces that Troy is getting. Um, of ball players, hoopers, you know, guys who just really want to hoop and play and play hard. And I understand the positional value because we don't really need to draft another big man right now. So, you know, going in the direction of maybe thinking about our bench uh, front court going forward um, and thinking about, you know, maybe who else, who else, or I mean, our backcourt, sorry going forward and thinking about who else is going to fit in that bench longer term. Obviously, you know, the name Killian Hayes is thrown in there. What's his future looking like? Alec Burks, what's his future looking like? You know, some of these, we've had guards at the end of our bench, including, you know, Corey Joseph and um, Rodney Magruder, guys like that. What are that? What does that mean for them? I think is the biggest thing, which obviously isn't like a huge deal for the Pistons in the long term, but I think immediately he's going to get, you know, some of those minutes because he was a first round pick after all. And we traded up to get him. So I think that means, you know, he's going to get some of those minutes and it's going to affect some of our past players. But, yeah, I don't know too much about him. I'll let Parker speak more on that. All right, Parker, what do you got? So Houston was probably easily – I mean, LSU is my college, but I had to pick another team this year. I had a Houston going all the way in the tournament. So I focused a lot on it. Marcus Sasser is – my best player comp is Drew Holiday mixed with Marcus Smart. That's how I think this kid is. I mean, him and Killian coming off the bench is going to be such a good thing. Um, I mean, the way that he leaves no space between uh, the ball handler and himself is it's just crazy. He'll be maybe with his hand will be within an, maybe a couple inches of the ball at all every time he's guarding. This kid is tough. He's gritty. I, I mean, th- like I mentioned earlier about uh, a sir. I mean, this is this kid is ready to be like uh, a tough guy. I mean, he does not want to let anything up. He, I mean, this. I think this is one of the better picks that the uh, Pistons have made later in the first round. I mean, Jalen Dern's definitely probably one of the better ones that it, have been made in the later rounds. But Marcus Sasser, really keep your eye on him. I think. His ceiling, potential sixth man of the year. I I really think that. Wow, RJ, you got any thoughts? 
Sixth man of the year, man. I wish. I mean, <laughs> I'm all for that if that happened. But, I mean, I've heard the uh, comparisons. Well, we, uh, Parker said Marcus Smart, Drew Holiday. Tayo, I forgot who you who you said the comparison was. Did you I have a comparison? I had Lakes and Gal. Oh, yeah. You I just brought up some of the other guys, but no, I don't think I compared them. Okay. And then uh, I'm trying to think. I read another one that was like Patrick Beverly. I mean, I mean, that's not bad. All good names. I mean, considering where we drafted them at, I'm all for that if that's the ceiling. So, like, as somebody like y'all know, I'm probably the guy that watches college the least out of us four. <laughs> but no, uh, I never watch college like okay. ever. So, <laughs> and I'm just a Big Ten watcher. No. So, <laughs> don't know. Like, much I mean, about Big Ten. <laughs> I ain't keep up, but I did watch. I mean, like, once we drafted them, watch the highlights, whatever. Uh, I did like what I've seen. Of course, they're highlights, so you're going to like everything you see. <laughs> but with that being said, I felt like he had that dog mentality in him. That's what it looked like uh, in his highlight. Like, you know, some players just either got that dog in them and then some don't. And he looked like that guy that has that dog on him. And uh, I'm the type of fan, like, if you're going to play for my team, even if you're not the best player on the court, if you're not the most athletic, if you can't do this and that the right way, as long as you got that dog in you, like that hustle mentality, I'm a root for you uh, all the way. And that looks like um, Marcus uh, Sasser. So if my wishes, he would be like our backup point guard. No, no. <laughs> like in a perfect world for me, he would blossom and be our first guard off the bench. That's what I want. All right. Can he be better than Killian? I, yeah, I think I think there's a decent chance, but I really like him and Killian off the bench. I think that's going to be a really fun duo. And like, yeah, I think it's what's exciting is the Pistons have their starting backcourt, and it looks like they may have found their their backcourt off the bench with Killian and, and Marcus Sasser. So I think that could be really fun to see what those two young guys can do and, and build off each other. Um, yeah, yeah, did you did you guys have any thoughts on the the duo of Killian and Marcus Sasser? Yeah, I do actually. Um, so I mean, this all stems back into the Monty Williams signing. Monty Williams is known for the being have super develop de- developmental. I hate saying that word. You could not say it last time either. <laughs> no, I said it. it's just one of the. It's that word for me. But the way that Monty develops players is unlike a, any coach in the league. Killian, I, I think I mentioned this during uh, the first podcast I was on for this. Um, Monty, I mean, Killian's going to benefit from Monty. Killian is probably his point points per game is going to go up. I I truly believe. I mean, maybe a two or three points per game, five to six. Who knows? That's for the future to tell us. But Killian and Marcus Sasser, I mean, that's like you got. I mean. Killian can't really defend, but Marcus Sasser can defend. So it, it, it's like a yin, yin and yang situation. I think you put these two on any contending team in the East or West, I think they will be immense role players in the current NBA. So, and especially right. with that duo. Teo, RJ, have any, any thoughts on that? I don't know. I just – I don't know what our – rotation is going to look like and if they're actually like I don't want to get all excited for them to play together if they don't end up really playing together and but 
if they do play together, I think that that could be a could be a nice a nice uh, off the bench punch a little bit. Uh, I don't. I just don't know where I'm at with Killian right now. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a love hate relationship. So I'm I'm hoping that 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 what you're saying about Monty really is the case. Um, obviously, he developed someone like Campaign down in OKC, who was before known as like Westbrook's dance partner. I mean, that's a little, little not giving him credit, but you know, at the end of the day, he was, he got better under Monty. And if we can get anything like that out of Killian, I mean, that would be great. So, you know, if that turns out, I'm happy with it. And if Sasser's right there next to him, great. You know, um, I don't, I just don't know what the long term looks like with them. So I'm not going to get, you know, too, too hyped over it. But yeah. All right, RJ, I, any other thoughts on your boy and Marcus Sasser? Tao hit it right on the button. Like, what's the name? Uh, campaign was Westbrook's dance partner, got with Monty Williams, and became an actual solid backup point guard. So, I mean, if we keep Killian, y'all know how I feel about Killian. Y'all know what I want to do with Killian. But if we do keep Killian, I mean, I'm not opposed to him turning into campaign. Like, I'm all for it. I mean, as long as he's on the fences, I'm going to root for him. But that would be a potential thing to look out for if he stays around. And like y'all said, the duo uh, of uh, Sasser and Killian uh, coming off the bench, I mean, that might give some, like, 04 uh, Lindsey Hunter, Mike James vibes. So if they could run something like that, shoot, y'all, I mean, y'all know that turned into a ring. So I ain't about to put that expectation <laughs> on these boys. But, uh, hey, it, I mean, it could lead to some good success. So I'm all for it. Yeah, that was fun. Um, and yeah, real quick before we move on from the draft, just give you like real quick your grade for the draft. I'll probably have to go like now that we talked about Sasser more, I think I'll give it like a B plus. Like I'm leaning A minus, but I'll go B plus. What what are your guys' like overall just grade for the draft? I'll I'll also go B plus okay. personally. Yeah. Uh Parker. I mean, I'm kind of in that middle zone. I'm I'm a little more optimistic about these guys than a lot of people are. Um, I th- I would say a minus, but I think the uncertainty with the SAR and being in the over and being in overtime elite puts it at like a B for me. If I'm being honest, RJ, I'm at a B as well, but okay. for a different reason. As Parker, I, it's just a little bias kicking in because I wanted. That second round pick out of my hometown. So <laughs> went 49th overall, right? Yeah. We'll get to see him in Cleveland. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Part I was thinking of like RJ when you said like when you're watching tape, anyone could look good. I just remember watching Sekun and Boya highlights and being like, <laughs> bro, this guy is gonna be so good. He was gonna be him, man. But that's like with any any highlights. You can watch highlights of anyone and be like, bro, this guy's this guy's gonna be it. Don't disrespect the G League GOAT, man. Is he in the G League now? Yeah, he plays for the blue coats. Delaware. That's the 76ers. No, that was my player. Um, but yeah, the only other topic I had was just Cam Johnson. I've seen a lot of rumors of him coming to the Pistons. I think I saw a report they're going to offer him over a hundred million dollars, which I mean I could see it. I, they don't have a lot of money tied up. I think Marvin Bagley has a team option after this year, so they could get off him. So 
Yeah, just what are you guys thinking of Cam Johnson coming to the Pistons? Would you give him a hundred plus million dollars? And is he kind of the final piece this team needs heading into this season? And could he be a piece for the long term? So we'll go around the room one more time. Mateo, Cam Johnson to the Pistons for over a hundred million dollars. What do you think? I'm I'm erring on the caution side there. Um it's a lot of money. And when you start tying up money for that long, we're starting to dig into Cade years when we're going to have to pay him um, and potentially other guys too on our team. And we don't want to, you know, the last situation we want to be in is are all of our money is tied up in Cam Johnson and say another, maybe another free agency pick up later. And we don't have money to sign one of our core guys. So I think, Obviously, that's not a huge concern right now, but I don't know that, you know, that really pushes the needle that far for us with what we currently have. I feel like, you know, drafting a SAR kind of relieves a little bit the need that we had for a forward. Um, now, obviously, he's an established NBA player and he's been in the league for several years and has proven what he can do. So that's a little bit different. He would be a, a great piece to have on the team. I just don't know that I want to give him that much money um, for what are we going to ask him to be ultimately like the fourth option, maybe third option. So for me, that's not worth that kind of money. Um, at least right now, uh, if we're like, you know, on the edge of becoming a top three seed in the East and we need, you know, one last piece, maybe you do that. But right now for where we're at, I don't necessarily see the need for it, but I wouldn't be that opposed to it. But yeah, that's just my thought. And then in terms of the other thing is Brooklyn has to obviously not match it. Um, but I do think that's a real possibility considering the amount of wings that they have on their team and they just drafted some more. So, yeah. All right, Parker, what are your thoughts? Um, so I, I'm all in on Cam Johnson. I, do I, the tough part is the hundred million. It's we have a couple guys on the team that we really should get rid of. I think Marvin Bagley is one of those players. I think I think we really could be fine. I'm not all in on this, but we could move off of James Wiseman. But I think he's in a situation now with Monty Williams where we're probably going to keep him around. Um, and then we got Bojan's contract. I mean, I think I believe he's the highest paid player on our team. If I'm if I'm uh not right on that correct me. Uh, yeah i think he is yeah but i mean you got i mean james i mean most of our, I mean, our teams are so young so it's tough to be like yeah you're off you're off i mean we're gonna probably get rid of Corey joseph this offseason crossing my fingers um we were probably i hate to say it but we're probably gonna be moving off james wiseman um so we're gonna have a lot of space to be able to make these big moves. But like Mateo said, is this really on our timeline to start paying dudes $100 million for, for throughout five years um, with even the potential of Brooklyn matching that? I mean, is that a risk? Or should we go for a guy like Jeremy Grant, who is a vet who's been on this team before? I mean, he's we saw last year on Portland, he really found himself playing off ball, not being the main player on the Portland trailblazers. So we there's, I think this free agent class has a lot of forwards. We could really go for is cam Johnson is cam Johnson priority. Number one, absolutely. But is it worth the amount of money? Probably not. 
All right. RJ, what are you thinking? I'm kind of glad I'm going last here because I thought I was going to have a hot take, but sounds like we pretty much all in the same boat. Cam Johnson, he'll be a nice addition to the team, but is he worth the price? Like, I was thinking that before everybody spoke. Like, do we really want to pay him over $100 million? Like, he's not our best player. Like, I mean, John, I think you said it. Uh, he's our fourth option probably. So, and then he will come in being, what, our second highest paid player next to Bojan? He'd probably be a first. If it's over $100 million, it'd probably he'd be our highest so, Because I didn't know if Bojan made over $20 million or not. So, yeah, I mean, he's, either way, one of them, or he's first or second. So, and he's a fourth option. That's not a great look. And then uh, I can't remember who said this part as far as when we're ready to pay these other guys, like K, Ivy, and Duran. Like, that's not a good thing because then you got to make some decisions of who goes where. I mean, we've seen it with Golden State right now. Granted, they had a little more drama with their situation, but they had to trade Jordan Poole. And it's like, yo, that's – it wasn't a good trade. Let's, like, let's be real here. Like, you traded him for Chris Paul. What? Come on now. So, we we don't want the Pistons to get in that boat where we're signing all these players for big money and then end up not even keeping them together because too much money went to this person and that person. So, yeah, I just I mean be careful with that. Yeah, I agree. Cause I I do understand it's we're in Detroit, we're gonna have to overpay. But it's like I mean, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I'd rather just have them give like a one or two year year uh one or two year deal to like Kelly Oubre or another veteran like that, like just committing all those years of money to Cam Johnson. Like, is Cam Johnson better than Kelly Oubre? Yeah, but by that much, I don't really think so. So I would err on the caution of just I don't really want to sign guys to long-term deals. Um, but, I mean, maybe I, I haven't looked at free agency next year. Maybe there is just no free agents that Troy Weaver sees as better than Cam Johnson. But I did predict Asar Thompson to the Pistons. I'll be honest, I I think this is probably going to happen. I think it's been – like when we heard the Monty Williams rumors, they eventually did happen. I think we're hearing these rumors pretty heavily for a reason – so I do think it's going to happen. Is he a needle mover for the Pistons? No, but he does make them a better team, and they do need shooting, and he's going to give them shooting. But I, I don't know. I, I'm surprised we all kind of agreed on this. I'm kind of out on it, too, if I'm being honest. But, um, yeah, I kind of do think it's going to happen. Twitter's the complete opposite, though. Like, Twitter's all in on him. Woodward's complete opposite everybody i mean I, everybody i know at work is all in on cam johnson and I, I i'm i'm not saying they're wrong in that aspect but i think there is no point in paying a dude that is going to be your fourth fifth option on your team hundred million dollars there's no point well and there's no need for it right now like no. what's the push for to get us into the play-in like you don't pay a hundred million dollars just for that you know and obviously it's a longer term thing but you know i just don't see a need for it right now we don't we don't especially after grabbing a sar and you know like you said there are other options in free agency too who aren't restricted so you know who knows what we what we end up doing this free agency but i do agree that that there is a high chance that this does end up happening especially considering they have a connection obviously he coached um, him in phoenix so i think it could happen i don't know how i feel about it once uh once it does or doesn't happen in the and the details are out that i think will be the the ultimate thing is whether troy can get him for a decent deal or not 
Yeah, I mean, if, my biggest gripe with Troy Weaver is he never acquired any first round picks. Like I, I guess Jeremy Grant counts, but I wish he would just take on a bad contract and get a first round pick. Like I would much rather him do that and give minutes to Sar Thompson than to go sign Cam Johnson, or just like try to find the next Jeremy Grant. Try to find a guy you sign for a year or two, and then you flip him at the deadline or at the, in the off season for another first round pick. Like I, I just. I don't really understand the thinking of this. Like I understand he's, he's a good player and he's going to make this team better. But I mean, realistically, we probably want the Pistons to get another top 10 pick and add another young player to this core. Cause then you're really looking at, well, you could potentially have your starting lineup for the future. I think we all agree. They probably have four fifths of that starting lineup right now. So why risk it to win 35 games and, and get bounced in the play in. So yeah, I'm kind of with you guys on that. Yeah, and I even think that, I mean, we as the Pistons really should have tried to get Jordan Poole from Golden State, in my opinion. I mean, look at the bag that Washington got or for Chris Paul. I mean, if we had a dude that we could give up like Chris Paul, I mean, but we could really get rid of Marvin Bagley, Corey Joseph, and Bojan Bogdanovic, and we could have gotten Jordan Poole and the, the picks that Washington got. Um, and I even I I predict that there is gonna be a sign in trade that Troy Weaver makes. Is it Cam Johnson? Probably not. Is it gonna be maybe someone like a Kelly Oubre or even someone in that? Yeah, you're definitely a number four option, but we're gonna help. You're gonna help our young guys blossom. It, we're we're in a de- developmental phase. Right now, I got the word right that time, but um, I think we need to get more vets on the team. Our team's too young. I, I, you have kids running around. I mean, they're, these guys are my age running around on a basketball court, losing, having the most, least wins in the entire NBA. I mean, you got to get someone that will be. I mean, look how Chris Paul really helped Phoenix. We need a player like that on the Pistons. We don't need Cam Johnson because what is Cam Johnson really going to help us do? Yeah. Win three more games. I mean, uh, my thinking was like, I'd give me Kelly Oubre and like Jeff Green over Cam Johnson. I'd much yeah. rather have that. I think that helps this team a lot more because if Asar Thompson blossoms, well, then you can trade one or both of those guys. You know, I don't think we know quite exactly what our need is yet, and we won't know until after this year and we see how Asar turns out, at least for a little bit. And then we'll have a more of a clearer picture of what our long-term need will be. And then maybe we'll be looking back on this like, why in the world did we ever think we needed to sign this guy to a five-year deal when Asar is already this good? You know, it's possible. Who knows? Yeah, I think getting some veteran We did have some comments from John Buck that reminded me of Uncle Buck. He said – uh Oh, the Tobias. We never talked about Tobias Harris. He said trade offer of Tobias Harris for Killian, Burks, and Bagley. I'm not doing that. I don't know about you guys. I don't think I would do that. Tobias for Killian, Burks, and Bagley. How many years are left on that Tobias deal? I think two. I can check for you. Or Parker, are you checking? Yeah. He's being, right he, he's being overpaid. I know that. Mm-hmm. And But, you know, if – if there's the benefit of him being expiring in a year or he's short a free time. agent next year. Okay. So Sorry, it is, 
no, you good. So, so it only has one more year left on it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to that if we were in the mindset of trying to get rid of some of these guys that are going to be hard to get rid of um, without just letting them walk eventually. But I mean, after next year, anyways, it's Bagley has a team option. I'm pretty sure. And I don't think we're going to pick that up if we still have them at that point anyways. But yeah, I think it, that, that one would just be more if what you want to do with what was it, it was Killian Bagley and Burks, you said, yeah. yeah, I mean, three pieces that probably aren't long-term pieces on our team, unless, you know, you're a believer in Killian staying long-term. So <laughs> if you don't mind leaving or losing those guys, I mean, I don't see why not if it's inspiring, but I wouldn't really yeah. want it that much. <laughs> I'm, I'm good, man. And then we had a comment. He also said DeAndre Hunter, which there was a rumor. I have seen the rumors for that. What, but do you guys know anything about that? Like how close it was to happening and like what, were the Pistons even going to give up to get him? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I just saw his uh, name floating around. Yeah. But, I mean, he could have been oh, interesting. We do have some Woj tweets. Okay. Speaking of Alec Burks, the Pistons Whoa. are picking up his $10.5 million option for next season. Live breaking news. Breaking first time on the pod. I think we've had – I mean that's a most I, Pistons tweet is pretty rare though. That's pretty yeah. that's pretty cool that that happened while we're live. <laughs> wow, I mean that's kind of expected though. I think he played pretty good for us last year. And he did, and I mean he was like there were teams who wanted him, so we're gonna we're gonna capitalize on that for sure. Uh, I like so, Burks. so the DeAndre Hunter uh, projection right now, according to uh, the NBA Analysis Network. It'd be Bojan Bogdanovic for just straight up for DeAndre Hunter. I'm doing that in a heartbeat. Why wouldn't we do that? <laughs> why Why are you shaking your head, RJ? <laughs> I'm not doing that. I need a little more for Bojan. So what do you think? Like a, a first-round pick, too? They can throw a pick in there or something or another prospect. I'll do it, but nah. I like Bojan too much to give him up for DeAndre Hunter. I'm sorry. I mean, the That's Hawks fair. are going to be in the playoffs. So we're going to have – I mean, if we do get a first round out of him – I mean, it's going to be a late round pick. So, I mean, I total. I think RJ's onto something. I totally agree that we could definitely get an uh, an additional first round pick, but we could easily. I mean, a pick's a pick, so it, it doesn't really matter, in my opinion, for Bojan if it's a first or second rounder. Yeah, and then the only other thing we were talking about the Hawks was John Collins went for a, a second round pick. We definitely could have got him. You you wanted John Collins. I don't know if I, honestly for what was given up, I might not been opposed to it. Honestly, like I mean, it sounds like we probably could have got him for a Sadiq <laughs> package. I mean, what was it, Rudy Gay in a second? Yeah, yeah. like oh, Sadiq probably yeah, would have done it. <laughs> and we also knew John Collins was kind of on the outs for the Hawks for a while there. Long time. So I mean, maybe maybe Atlanta really just wanted to get rid of him. That must have just, in my opinion, that must have just been what happened. But I, 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 I can see DeAndre Hunter getting signed and uh, having a sign and trade. Is he a restricted free agent or? Uh, he, I, he might be. Uh, but hold on. This has become. Or I mean, even just podcast. just a straight <laughs> trade. Well, what's up, uh, Parker? I said it might just be a straight up trade. I don't oh, know yeah. if this. Because I'm thinking if he hasn't been signed to his rookie extension, uh, you know, we're going to have to deal with his restricted free agency and pay him probably close to $20 million, So, Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then, hey, man, 
We could go for Dylan Brooks. He only wants twelve million. Dude, give me Dylan Brooks over uh, Cam Johnson, honestly. No, hey man, I'm, he has the I, defense we need. All second team All Pro or All Defense. Long, long <laughs> I one. Don't He's want it but uh, John might be on to something, man. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Which John? The he, John Buck? Or? Hunter, Tobias, and Duran. I know. I was like, uh, I don't know about that, man. <laughs> but the Dylan Brooks. I, I want Tobias. Tobias. That's the only one I'm out on. I like. Yeah. I I think DeAndre Hunter's. That's that's something I wasn't even looking at. Yeah, I think he's a. He's kind of a reclamation project, but I still think he has decent potential. He's still relatively young. Yeah, um, totally. But yeah, I mean, it should contract be contract right. four years, ninety million dollars. Is he's a free agent in twenty seven? So oh, so he did. He did get an extension. Yeah, his around. average salary is twenty two point five million dollars. Oh, so he's going to be paid essentially a little less than Cam Johnson would. Yeah. That was for who again? DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter. And so, okay, he got the extension. Y'all saying trade him for Boyan? Yeah. Uh, no. What if you get Bo- What if you get Hunter and Cam Johnson? That'd be crazy. Nice as- On top of us, are. <laughs> I was gonna say now you're just losing minutes. I mean, somebody got yeah. Lose it's too many players. <laughs> yeah. Well, would you be getting rid of Boyan? Too? Oh, and yeah. Boyan is so. thirty years, thirty-nine million. So, the, yeah. yeah, the thing I'm, I'm with Boyan. He's getting older too, and if he like out of nowhere has a not good season, which could happen at his age, we're gonna be in trouble. So we gotta capitalize on him at some point here, and even if it's not for as much as we at one point wanted, because I don't know. I just I worry about him being any more productive than he was last year. Last year I think was probably going to be the most productive he's going to be at least while he's on our team. That's true. Yeah, but I guess like my prediction is Cam Johnson, but my hope is like just give me like Kelly Oubre and Jeff Green. Like Kelly Oubre <laughs> will be fine off the bench, and like Jeff Green, like he'll be fine with not playing. Like he just got his ring. Yeah. Like he can just be like our Udonis Haslam and. You know, <laughs> More minutes. What? What's wrong with Udonis Haslam? Udonis Haslam, the guy that doesn't do anything. <laughs> hey, I mean, we, we have Magruder for that. Minutes at the end of the game. And he will give us a three-pointer here and there. That's true. That's <laughs> Magruder is a free agent, so that'll be a very interesting storyline to follow if he comes back. When we Bring cut one of our young guys, bit. when we cut one of our young guys to give him the last spot on the roster. No way. <laughs> Rotten. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. They, I, hope, yeah, they, I hope he doesn't do that. <laughs> they did cut RJ Hampton too. We didn't get to that. Um, yeah. yeah, that's true. Actually, I mean, yeah, I have a feeling that I don't know. I he's gonna get a summer league shot somewhere else, and I don't know. I don't know what's in store for him. I I wish him the best of luck. That's all I'm gonna say. He's he's obviously a good player, but not gonna work with us. Yeah, we're gonna have I mean, to keep was it. Really that bad last season? Is it? I mean, I didn't really. I just don't think we have room for him. Yeah, he was okay, but I we I think we're gonna need to start keeping a tally of the reclamation projects and how <laughs> many because at this point, like almost none of them have worked out, and now we gotta add RJ Hampton to that list. Like, ugh, I don't know, man. I'm getting tired of these reclamation projects. Wiseman is still up in the air. <laughs> he is. I um, think he can. I'll save the Wiseman takes for a later episode, but I think he he can. 
be decent. I think he can be good. Yeah, I hope he's on the team next year. But um, yeah, uh, Parker, were you looking up something? No, I was just looking up Bojan's contract and what's that. But yeah, okay. But I do have one closing remark. If we're gonna keep Wiseman, we gotta get rid of Bagley. I, I'm down. Get rid of Bagley. Yeah, I mean, sure. sure, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I was I, I love Marvin Bagley. I think if we didn't have James Wiseman, I'd have a different opinion. Mm-hmm. But I mean, James Wiseman does what Marvin Bagley does just slightly better. So yeah. we guys have two yeah. of the same player essentially. No see. And Marvin Bagley just can't stay healthy. That's the other thing. Exactly. I mean Marvin Bagley I mean, I met Marvin Bagley once, great guy. No I got no disdain for him, but it's just it's a business. Yeah. Yes, it is. All right, guys. you have any other closing remarks before we head out of here? Do not. Nope. I got All right. one. All right. What we got, RJ? I'm not saying I want this to happen. It's just a gut feeling. Watch out for Draymond Green, man. No. Dude, I saw the Pistons were interested <laughs> in him, dude. I don't know why I got a gut feeling this going to happen. Is that your prediction? I mean, that's- that's, I mean, I'm not going to like how much money we give him, but that's kind of that Chris Paul. He can uh, take a vet man. role that <laughs> I was talking about. I'll give him a vet min. That's, that's, that's my <laughs> offer. Uh, that's crazy, bro. I wouldn't be mad at it, honestly. Like, Draymond ain't signing vet man. <laughs> not. That's my offer. Man. I don't want him on my team. That's my <laughs> offer. Like, if I could, like, be real for a minute, I mean, like y'all said, we need a vet. It sounds like he wants to, like, come here. Like, I think he said if he doesn't play in Golden State, he would want to come home. So, it's like, he wouldn't mind coming here. I don't know. It's like the the stars are kind of aligning on that, that one. Like, he might come to Detroit, y'all. Yeah, we need a, we need a shooter at the four. <laughs> here, I'll make a bet right now. Yeah, I want to watch him over comes- Sue. <laughs> If Draymond Green comes to the Pistons, I'm buying a Draymond Green Pistons jersey. Oh, okay. I'll make that bet right now. You know, if he does come, I feel like that'll be a very popular uh, Detroit jersey, to be honest. I feel like it could be. Well, to be, I think he'd be good for the culture. Like, I don't, he's, yeah, like, no, obviously. Yeah. I agree in that term. Like, yeah, I mean, he fits the, the mentality and everything and hometown and everything. So, makes sense. But, but yeah, I, just at the point where he's at in his career, I do not like watching Draymond Green minutes personally. So I would not like to watch that for a whole season. But that's just me. <laughs> do y'all remember Chris Weber when he came to the Pistons? No. Well, I know I know what happened, but I wasn't watching them. But yeah, I feel like same. that's what's gonna be Draymond. Like it'll be nice and all for the hometown guy to come here. And he might be a veteran presence, but it's like the guy's just not that guy no more. And that's Honestly, what I think is going to happen. All right. He hasn't been that guy for a few years. I do have one more closing remark. What if we got Tim Hardaway Jr.? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) That trade they was talking, like Tim Hardaway in the 10th for Bojan, I was going to say I'd do it. I would have done that. I would have done that one too. But isn't, is, it also depends on what's Hardaway's deal because he is overpaid too right now, isn't he? Oh well, yeah. If we got the tenth pick and like, well, Taylor Hendricks went ninth. But if we could have had a chance to draft, yeah, him, actually, I, that's true. I mean, yeah, I would have took that in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, but like, 
I I don't know. He doesn't even really fit on this team. I mean, it's like, what do we do with him? Kind of. Yeah. All right. All right. Closing remarks. So my my prediction or my my prediction is Cam Johnson. All right. So we'll just do that. My prediction is Cam Johnson. RJ, are you going Draymond Green? I'm going Draymond Green. It's gonna happen. <laughs> All right, Parker. What's your prediction for the the Pistons? Jeremy team? Grant. Okay. All right, Mateo. We're going, I, we're going oddball. I also am going to go Jeremy Grant. I like that wow. one. I like Troy Weaver's connection to him, and I like the roots he planted for the future. Think about that. All right. So we got 50% Jeremy, one Cam, and one Drama. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens. All right, guys. Um, I think we're going to get out of here. Uh, one last, one more time. Anything else you guys wanted to touch on? <laughs> no, I'll shut up this time. Okay. We're good. Um, but yes, thank you guys for joining. Thank you for everyone who leaving comments in the chat. John Buck was uh, giving us some good comments, maybe spoiling the offseason for us. Um, but we'll see what happens. When does the offseason even officially like start? Is it like already started? Or I believe it's already opened? started since we've been having all these trades. Okay, but has like, free agency opened yet? Hasn't. No, I think it's like, open yet. That's soon though, right? Open. July 1st, right? I was going to say it's the 1st of July, I'm pretty yeah, sure, which would be right sure. around the corner. <laughs> yeah, a couple of days. And usually it's like right when – June 30th. Midnight. June 30th at 6 p.m. Okay. Sh- should be fun. Hopefully we get some good moves. Yeah, but, we'll have a lot to talk about hopefully. <laughs> yes, but we did have a lot to talk about today. But thank you. I think we had 15 people in here at one point. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And um, as we continue to grow, hopefully we – Get to see more people, some familiar faces in the chat. But, um, yeah, from John, Parker, RJ, and Mateo, we'll see you guys in the next one.